Hello, and welcome to the Smart Injury Doctors Podcast, the injury market's top program for doctors, lawyers, and insurers who want to gain greater insight on how to improve patient recovery results and deliver better services in the U.S. injury market. Please welcome your host, Dr. Jeffrey Allen Kronk. Hello, and welcome to today's program. Today, what I want to talk about are guidelines. Why are guidelines so important? Well, guidelines in the injury market are excessively important, especially for you, the treating provider. Now, first of all, what is a treatment guideline? A treatment guideline is where all of your, well, not all, but many of your peers have come together and they've committed a ton of time and a ton of energy to go through a lot of different research and to study and to evaluate and to put forth pro, uh, treatment guidelines for any profession. So there could be chiropractic treatment guidelines, there could be physical therapy treatment guidelines, there could be orthopedic surgery treatment guidelines. So guidelines are best practices established by your profession that establish just that, guidelines that you will be judged by. Now, that's probably the most important thing that I'm going to tell you today. Guidelines are what you will be judged by. So here's the important part. You should be listing what guidelines you use in your private practice because those are the guidelines that you are going to be judged by. So if somebody's going to say, hey, I think you overtreated in the injury market, it happens, right, doctors? It does happen. And these are things that you have to be leery of. These are things that you have to take into consideration and protect yourself with, right? So if you list out what guidelines you use, doctors, those are the guidelines by which you're judged by. So those are the guy. If you say, look, I use the ICA best practice guidelines for my treatment guidelines. Those are phenomenal guidelines for doctors of chiropractic to be using. I train doctors to list those guidelines as the primary guidelines that they use. Now there's also practicing chiropractic clinical practice protocols, PCRP, and you want to use those guidelines as well. Those are the only subluxation-based guidelines in chiropractic. And a lot of chiropractors get confused with chiropractic guidelines and, and the term subluxation. Term subluxation is the same as a spinal instability. So a spinal instability and a subluxation, chiropractic subluxation, are the same thing. You have to have misalignment of the bone, mismotion of the bone, causing nerve interference, motor, sensory, or pain problem at that level. And you have to identify that. That's what a chiropractic subluxation is. That's also what a spinal instability is. So if you want to be, if you are a subluxation-based provider, you want to use subluxation-based guidelines because those are the guidelines that you have to be judged by. So uh, PCCP, uh, sorry, CC, clinical practice, Chiropractic Clinical Practice Guidelines, CCP, I'm sorry, CCP Guidelines, ICA Best Practice Guidelines. The ICA Best Practice Guidelines will cover your uh, Croft Treatment Guidelines. They're included in that. And I think if you looked at the treatment for general conditions under the ICA Best Practice Guidelines, you're very much so going to like those guidelines because it gives you as a chiropractor a lot of latitude for treatment and it is your guideline. Now, if you're doing impairment rating, you can use the impairment guidelines. 
If you're going to do a disability rating, you have to use disability guidelines. So, but you have to state what guidelines you're using. So it's very easy. You just put in your, in the beginning of each patient note, hey, on, uh, under this patient's treatment, under Mary Smith's treatment, I'm going to use the CCP guidelines, I'm going to use the ICA best practice guidelines, and I'm going to use the AMA guides to evaluation of permanent impairment for any impairment that I need, that I find. So you want to list your guidelines. Now, why is this important? Well, in the injury space, you're going to notice a thing called utilization reviews, and you're also going to notice a thing called independent medical examinations. Now, if somebody says that the care was medically unnecessary, they have to refer to a guideline. If you've listed what guideline you used, you have to be judged by that guideline. Because that's the guideline you've listed. Now, most doctors are not proactive. They're not proactive enough about what guidelines they use, and they don't take the time to read the guidelines. So I'm going to tell you right now, you need to not only list your guidelines, but you need to read the guidelines. Read your ICA best practice guidelines. You'll learn a ton about, you take the top people in chiropractic in the U.S., some of the top chiropractors in the U.S., spend a lot of time producing those guidelines. And they're phenomenal guidelines. So you want to take a look at those guidelines and utilize them. But you want to read them. When you read them, I think you'll be shocked at how much latitude you have as a doctor. And now if you're citing that you use those guidelines and somebody has said something contrary to the guidelines, you now have a great, great rebuttal uh, material for your utilization reviews or any IMEs that you get. Or in the worst case scenario, let's say somebody's saying, that you, uh, you, uh, you have a post-payment review and somebody's saying, hey, we think you over-treated and we want your money, we want the money back. Well, now you're actually set up so that you don't really have a problem with that when you're trading within your guidelines and you know your guidelines. Guidelines are really, really important today. And remember, a lot of times, um, you know, in an IME or in a utilization review, a doctor will say, well, here's a, here's a research paper that states a position that I'm taking. Remember, a guideline usurps that. Guidelines go through all the research, and they form a guideline. And that guideline, think of it, it kind of becomes a law. And until you change the guideline, it's not changed. No matter how much new research comes out or everything else, until the guideline is changed, the guideline is present. It's like a law. So the law it could be a bad law, but until the law is changed, it's present and it stays intact so doctors one of the easiest things if, if you want to have a much easier time in the injury market and you want to have a much easier time navigating payment and billing and all the various stresses that you run into listing out your guidelines on each and every case is a really great way to start and you will like the results long term. You'll be able to sleep better at night when you understand exactly what you're doing and why you're doing it and the fact that you have a lot of consensus. Your profession has consensus that what you're doing is correct. Remember, everything I teach is about objectivity. Objectivity means things are written down. You can show exactly, you know, if, if you have a ligament condition, Good, here's the consensus on it. Here's what the impairment guides say on it. Here's what, you know, lots and lots of research says about it. Here's what Medscape says about it. You want consensus, and consensus reduces down the adversarial nature 
of the personal injury market and guidelines are a huge part of that. So again, doctors, list your guidelines that you're using with each and every patient and in the long run, you'll have a lot easier time navigating the personal injury market. As always, these podcasts, these programs are short, sweet, and to the point. Um, I'd like you to leave a comment down below if there's some struggle that you have in the personal injury market or there's something that you want to hear me talk about, just list it below. And I'll, I, I listen, I look, I look for reviews. Go ahead and tell me what you want to hear about, and I'm sure I'll do a podcast in the future on that topic. Doctors, thank you very much for your time today. I appreciate it, and I'll see you on the next podcast. Thank you. You've been listening to the Smart Injury Doctors Podcast, the number one audio production show for professionals in the U.S. injury market that want to deliver better injury services to the patients, clients, or insureds they serve. If you like what you heard today, please leave us a review and don't forget to join us on our next program.